Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Daroki. This week, Plastic by Anne Goodwin. Of course, he'd always known the day would come when youth would mock what he had cherished. The clothes in which he'd swaggered down the street, the melodies through which his lust rolled over into love, the idiom that spoke his pleasure fear, distaste. He'd always known, but now he felt it, now it hurt. He'd always thought such mockery would come with compensations, some recognition of his position in the march of time, some endorsement of his wisdom, despite the wrinkles and gray hair. Amid the ridicule, the wonder of a life before Google, before the mobile phone. His own father had coached him in the etiquette of beer and darts. His dad preached the recipe for compost that spawned leeks as fat as your arm. Even as he'd raged against their attempts to regulate his music, language, clothes, the teenaged Jim treasured his initiation into the ways of men. The allotment had been a special place, where men in flat caps drank tea from jam jars while watching their food grow. As a toddler, he'd been left behind with his grandmother in the kitchen while his brothers followed Grandpa down the terrace with the rakes and hoes. They didn't want a bairn running around among the glass that ached for taste of blood. Glass. It wasn't just the greenhouse where the cucumbers and tomatoes soaked up the sun. On the allotment, old window panes stood pitched against each other, sheltering rows of early lettuce from the eastern gales. Bell jars gave the prize-winning leeks a head start. A freak wind, a careless footstep, and a sheet of glass could escape its moorings and slice through a youngster's foot. When Jim joined his family down at the allotment, he was quick to learn. Soon he'd mastered the art of double-digging, taking out a trench and forking up the subsoil with well-rotted manure. Often he'd find a shard of glass or rusty nail embedded in the soil. He'd throw the nails straight back. His granddad said iron was good for the soil. A piece of glass was another matter. "'You want to get shot of that,' said Grandpa. "'Could give somebody a nasty cut.' Jim would pick it up, wipe off the soil with his thumb, and put the offending fragment in his jacket pocket to dispose of later, to safeguard the land for future generations. By the time Jim had his own children, plastic had replaced most glass at the allotment. Cut off sweet jars instead of old-fashioned bell jars. Self-watering wigwam cloches instead of rotting window panes. Polytunnels instead of the greenhouse. They even swapped their tea-time jam jars for cheery picnic mugs. Everyone agreed that plastic was superior to glass. Being cheaper, more plants could enjoy its protection. Plastic was lighter and more portable, although it had to be secured against the wind with metal pegs or bamboo canes. The main advantage, however, was that if plastic should break, 
it would be with a whimper rather than a shriek. No rough sharps intent on opening an infant artery. And as the allotment was no longer solely a male preserve, this counted for a lot in Jim's mind. He and the missus had the bairns down there from when they were a couple of weeks old. Time passed. Each year spring came a little earlier, and the east wind lost its icy chill. The gardeners still found a use for their plastic cloches, but now it was to cultivate exotic fruits Jim's granddad would never have heard of, vegetables his mother would not have known how to cook. Jim's children grew up and had children of their own. They used words and wore clothes and nodded their heads to music that made him groan. But Jim wasn't overly worried. Some customs outlive fashion. Jim looked forward to sharing the secrets of nurturing the soil. Respect the soil, and it'll pay you back plenty. Don't disturb it when it's heavy with rain or it'll get compacted. Cover the surface with a layer of compost when the weather's dry so it won't crack. When he tried to impart this wisdom to them, Jim's grandchildren curled their lips. Who asked the old dinosaur's opinion? Not even the youngest would help him rake over his seed bed that spring. No one was around to share his delight in the fine tilth his endeavors had produced. Next day, when he saw the oily film spread across the surface, he was nonplussed. It's plastic, said Zen. Don't you know anything, Grandad? Jim shook his head. That's never plastic. Suit yourself, said Zen. Your generation always has. Jim bent his arthritic knees until he was squatting on the ground. He reached to touch the strange substance. It coated his fingertips like an extra layer of skin. He tried to scrape it off with his nails, but it was stuck fast. How did it get here? It's in the soil in it. Plastic doesn't biodegrade for centuries. It just breaks up into smaller and smaller pieces until it's practically invisible. But it's still there. It comes to the surface and bonds together when you turn over the soil. Jim looked at his grandson's serious face. How he longed for the child to mock his taste in music. To giggle at the clothes he wore. What can I do? You can't do anything. Like I said, it's too small now to pick it out. And you see how it sticks to everything. I doubt you'll get any seeds to sprout in that stuff. Might as well give up. The boy turned away. Jim watched him go. Then he went to the shed where he still kept his granddad's old window frames and bell jars. He was thinking how all that glass had never yet seen a drop of his blood. This has been Plastic, written by Anne Goodwin. Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash manowaker to find out more. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios Director of Dice is Ben Baston. The podcast is produced, edited, and narrated by me, C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter at CBDROEGE. Thanks for listening.
on the next installment of Flash Fiction Podcast. But language acquisition didn't guarantee easy dialogue. Meaningful communication was nearly impossible due to a lack of common experience combined with an incomprehension of intangible concepts.